Welcome to Pontifax. I'm Brie. It's December 31st, 2022, and Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has died. So we are bringing you a very special Pope Watch for an obituary of the late Pope. Now bear in mind, this is just an obituary. As we all know, the papacy of Benedict XVI was controversial, and we plan to dive in deeply when we come to his full episode in time. But for now, we present a short biography in memoriam to mark his passing today. Joseph Aloysius Ratzinger was born on April 16, 1927, in Martel, Bavaria, to parents Joseph and Maria Ratzinger. He had two older siblings, Jorg and Maria, who would also go on to have careers in the church. Monsignor Jorg Ratzinger directed the Regensburg Domspatzen Choir, and Maria worked for Joseph in his household. In 1939, at age 12, Ratzinger joined the seminary, but in 1941, as all young boys in Germany under the Nazis, he was conscripted into the Hitler Youth, and in 1943, he was drafted into the military. In 1945, while in Hungary to deploy tank traps, he deserted the military and was captured as a prisoner of war by the Americans for several months until the end of the war. After the war, Ratzinger was able to return to the seminary. He was ordained as a priest in 1951 and continued to study theology, receiving his doctorate in 1953 at the University of Munich. He wrote his theological dissertation on St. Augustine, called The People and the House of God in Augustine's Doctor of the Church, and then became a professor of theology, teaching at Friesing College, the University of Bonn, the University of Munster, the University of Turingen, and the University of Regensburg. In 1977, Ratzinger was appointed as the Archbishop of Munich and Friesing by Pope Paul VI, and three months later, he was also appointed as a cardinal, the cardinal priest of the Santa Maria Consolatrice Altibertino. Then, in 1981, he was made the prefect for the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith by Pope John Paul II, where his role was to preserve Catholic doctrine and canon law. This is a role that he held up until the time of his election, despite having attempted to resign three times after he had a stroke in September of 1991. He had wanted to step down to assume the role of archivist for the Vatican Library. But things have a way of working out differently. Cardinal Ratzinger was elected to succeed Pope John Paul II on April 19, 2005, after four ballots had been cast in conclave despite sentiments that he wished to retire instead. At the time of his election, Ratzinger was the longest-serving cardinal in nearly 300 years, and the oldest elected pope since 1730. He chose the pontifical name Benedict XVI after St. Benedict of Nursia, and his first public speech to the public was as follows. Dear brothers and sisters, after the great Pope John Paul II, the cardinals have elected me, a simple and humble laborer in the vineyard of the Lord. The fact that the Lord knows how to work and to act even with inadequate instruments comforts me, and above all, I entrust myself to your prayers. Let us move forward in the joy of the risen Lord, confident of his unfailing help. The Lord will help us, and Mary, his most holy mother, will be at our side. Thank you. Now, as Pope, Benedict was a hard-line conservative, with an emphasis on reasserting orthodoxy and exploring the liturgies. 
One of his first acts as Pope was to begin the beatification process for his predecessor, Pope John Paul II, bypassing the standard five-year post-mortem waiting process. He also made several international apostolic visits, including Germany, Poland, Spain, Turkey, Brazil, Austria, the United States, Australia, Cameroon, Angola, Jordan, Israel, Palestine, and Malta. Now, obviously, the major focus of any review of Benedict's papacy should be the ongoing sex abuse crisis in the Catholic Church. And Benedict certainly contributed to the mismanagement and cover-up of many of these cases. There are still many ongoing investigations into this that will certainly be a focus when we evaluate his papacy as a whole. Then, on February 11th of 2013, Pope Benedict made history. After eight years as Pope, Benedict announced his resignation, citing health reasons for his cause of stepping down. He was the first Pope to resign in over 600 years, the last being Pope Gregory XII in 1415, and he was also the first voluntary resignation since Celestine V in 1294. In his own words, the retiring Pope said, In today's world, subject to so many rapid changes and shaken by questions of deep relevance for the life of the faith, in order to govern the bark of St. Peter and proclaim the gospel, both strength of mind and body are necessary. Strength in which the last few months has deteriorated in me to the extent that I have had to recognize my incapacity to adequately fulfill the ministry entrusted to me. For this reason, and well aware of the seriousness of this act, with full freedom I declare that I renounce the ministry of Bishop of Rome and successor of St. Peter. The resignation became official on February 28, 2013, when the Pope Benedict became Pope Emeritus Benedict and moved into the papal summer residence of Castel Gandolfo until all preparations were made for his retirement residence at the Mater Ecclesiae Monastery. Benedict moved into the monastery on May 2nd of the same year and has continued to reside there through the papacy of Pope Francis. Though under a loosely kept vow of silence regarding matters of the church, Pope Emeritus Benedict has still given the occasional speech and interview and has collaborated on the publication of a book since his resignation. He was also occasionally present at masses, celebrations, and consistories, and often received visits from newly appointed cardinals and Pope Francis himself. In 2015, he even received two honorary doctorates from the Pontifical University of Pope John Paul II and the Krakow Academy of Music. Overall, Pope Emeritus Benedict has lived an extraordinarily long life that has set some precedents, including having been a resigned pope longer than he was officially pope. In 2016, Benedict became the last living person to have been appointed a cardinal by Pope John Paul VI after the death of Cardinal Paolo Evaristo Arns. On September 4th of 2020, Pope Emeritus Benedict became the oldest verifiable person to hold the papacy in history, supplanting Pope Leo XIII at the age of 93 years and 141 days. And in June of 2021, he celebrated a platinum jubilee on his 70th anniversary of being a priest. He was also the first pope to have a Twitter account, establishing the official papal account Pontifex in 2020. But that brings us to now. On December 28, 2022, at his general audience, 
Pope Francis asked the crowd for a special prayer for Pope Emeritus Benedict, adding that he was very sick. It is said that Pope Francis went directly from the general audience to the Mater Ecclesiae Monastery to visit the ailing Benedict, while a tweet from Pope Francis's account was sent, saying, Let us pray together for Pope Emeritus Benedict, who is supporting the church in silence. Let us ask the Lord to console him and to sustain him in this witness of love for the church until the end. This, coupled with Vatican correspondents tweeting that Benedict's condition had aggravated in the following hours, made it clear that the end was in sight. Then, on December 31st, at 9.34 a.m., Pope Emeritus Benedict died. Since the announcement of his declining health, many questions have arisen about what Benedict's funeral will look like. There are no official protocols for a funeral for a Pope Emeritus, and many have wondered whether or not he will be given a traditional papal funeral with all its rites and ceremony. The answer to this is still unclear, but what we do know from the Holy See Press Office is that Benedict will lie in state in St. Peter's Basilica from January 2nd, and the funeral will be presided by Pope Francis, and it will take place on January 5th. According to Cindy Wooden at the Catholic News Service, the funeral will, quote, take place with simplicity according to Benedict's wishes. Now, this, of course, has inspired much curiosity and interest in the rites, traditions, and practices of papal funerals. And as this is something I, too, have always been fascinated by, it's no surprise that we're planning to bring you a bonus episode on that as soon as possible. And I am hoping that it will come with the attached interview from an expert. And... As this is the first time that we are putting out an episode in some time, I'd also like to take this opportunity to address the future of Pontifax. As you all know, we've been in an indefinite hiatus for most of this year due to some very challenging life upheavals for Fry. I want to be clear that this is an ongoing process for her that is far from over, but out of respect for her privacy, we're not commenting on it any further. That being said, we have been able to carve out some moments of normalcy to record a few episodes, and my husband has graciously offered to step in and help with the editing process. So we are coming back. Sooner than you may think. We just want to be sure that we can be consistent before we do, so that we're not coming back just to have to be forced into hiatus again when things get a little nuts. So we appreciate the patience and concern that you have shown us, and we want to make it up to you, and we will make it up to you, because the episodes coming out in the near future are pretty wild. And I promise, as soon as we know what that date of return is, you will too, and it will be all over our social media. So again, even though this has not been a year of many popes or many episodes for us, thank you for listening. Thank you for all of your support. Rest in peace, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, and goodbye.